Welcome to the Electrician's Co-op. I'm your host, Jamie Small. And I'm Rob Bruss. As you know, being an electrician is just one aspect of your life and no person is a one-dimensional being. Today on the show, Jamie and I are going to be sharing some of the other things that we work on outside of work. Let's get started. G'day, mate. How are you, Rob? I'm very well, very well. Business is going well. Life is good. I can't complain. Actually, I had a, for something a little bit different, I had a midday lunchtime walk. There was absolutely nobody around Cronulla. It was awesome. Where'd you walk? Just up to the sand dunes, yeah, down the far end of the sand dunes. Decent walk, probably 90-minute round trip. All right. Listening to to a new book I got called uh, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Sounds like a horror story or something like that, and... I guess in some ways it is. It's about the uh, evolution and the conception of the Federal Reserve in the US and how uh, a cartel of nine of the richest bank owners in America came together to create the biggest cartel and conspiracy and, well, evil creature, as he describes it. You know, he describes it the creature from Jekyll Island. Jekyll Island's a place off off the Atlantic coast and stuff like that. So, yeah, really interesting so far. Yeah, man, I love it. Killing two birds with one stone, a bit of exercise, a bit of... uh learning at the same time so well done man yeah it's good stuff what's new in your world man how's business uh yeah this week was a little slow but um did a bit of hustling this week so we've got a big week next week which i'm looking forward to so a couple of boys had a couple of days off annual leave well deserved of course so we've got a big run into christmas now so uh had a bit of a break and i had a lot less phone calls from the boys but we still managed to chew through a lot of work with um the guys that we did have working so everyone's back on deck next week so no it's good it was um bit of a wake-up call because we're always generally busy so um, every now and again when you have a couple of quiet days here and there um, it's a bit of an opportunity to put your foot on the gas and sort of look at your business from the outside in and um, just get in front of a few more customers. And no problems you got some new jobs? Uh, yeah so the phone just sort of rang with a, a lot of jobs um, like quotes from Google and a lot of the jobs that were on top of and I sort of said to the boys I think the reason why we're so far ahead is because I think we're so efficient. So we get things done really quickly, which sometimes is at our detriment. Um, good for profit, but sometimes when we're trying to keep everyone busy and everyone's chewing through the work, um, it makes it, mean, it means that I need to find a hell of a lot more work. So yeah, a few things came through over the week and we've got a few jobs, you know, that we're like ready for cut out and fit off next week. So we'll be really busy next week which i'm looking forward to nice what about christmas man we're staring down the barrel of the of december here you almost halfway through november have you got a break planned have you got what's happening with your team yeah so we sort of take it day by day but we're organizing our christmas party for the 23rd and we'll work as close to that date as possible we try and have our christmas party in the last day so whoever makes a fool of himself at the christmas party we've got it three or four weeks to sort of <laughs> let the boys forget about it until we come back to work but <laughs> yeah so we try to have about three weeks over the breaks burn up everyone's annual leave so when they're back at work they're but there's going to be no annual leave they're stuck at work yeah they can't yeah. escape it's the one time of year that you can have off when the phone's not ringing and if if the phone does ring and you're not working some people understand because you're generally with your family having a bit of a christmas break so yeah we'll have three weeks off christmas party we're looking at going to the races on i think it's the 23rd at warwick farm so the boys always pumped about uh, doing something fun together we'll bring a few of our customers and we'll have a few christmas parties with builders and clients that we work for as well yeah nice it's always a good day out at the races man go put a pun on have a little bit of fun with your mates have a few drinks and stuff it's good man totally nice one excellent and do you i was just going to ask you that do you do the client-based stuff as well well, 
a few years ago, we used to have our annual golf day and we'd invite 20 to 25 of our customers and all our staff and suppliers and all that. And we had this one year and it got a little bit out of control and <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but a few of the builders carried on a little bit too much and it was the one year that I'd organised 25 Pro Image Electrical Annual Golf Day shirts and a few of the builders mucked up really really badly and obviously it came back to bite me because everyone was wearing our shirts just getting on the cans too much oh, while they were driving around and the it was it was really really bad i remember getting the phone call on the monday and the guy from the golf course said jamie you know firstly i'd like to thank you for your ongoing you know support with your annual golf days but you know that's the last one happened <laughs> <laughs> so i had to face the music and I actually rang the builders or the people that were involved in the incidents it wasn't any of our guys but it was a few because of course, we're in groups of four um, playing golf. I sort of rang their guys and said, listen, I'm not taking responsibility for what you guys did. You need to ring up and apologise yourself. What did they do? I don't I just crashed carts. And, oh, just you know, tear it around. Tear it around and like teeing golf balls off shot glasses. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. It was, it was pretty bad. So it was a lesson learned. And I suppose, you know, situation like that, you're on a golf course with 25 guys. You can't control what everyone's doing. And we're obviously drinking and, you know, just got a little bit out of control and, you know, I'm obviously very sorry to be involved in that and I was guilty by association, so it's a lesson learned. So now that we, when we have a Christmas party, you know, there's no, no Promage Electrical <laughs> label anywhere. <laughs> I was going to say, is there a policy of no golf days or just no, no uh, we, apparel? <laughs> uh, I don't know. We just, I think the races are safe because everyone else is drinking them at the races whereas at golf you know everyone's having a you know a quiet game of golf on a Saturday and there's a bunch of 25 guys tearing around in golf carts so all trying to outdo each other as well at the yeah, same time yeah, lesson learned. oh that's funny well it's a nice time of the year man to do something a little bit social with your other family the extended family that you have at work which is really good luckily for me this year uh, nothing like that happening well not luckily but normally we would have something like that going on with the photography business but yeah just not really going on at all COVID sort of killed all of that and yeah, it's a bit unfortunate, but um, I sort of look at that as a, a good opportunity to reassess everything, actually. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that today and maybe just move off the topic of talking about electrical stuff and business and all those sorts of things, because I use all of what I do in business as fuel to help me to grow my crypto portfolio. And you and I have some pretty long conversations about that. And I thought it was time to press the record button on some of that. And don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to go too deep on this topic. We're just going to share a little bit about what it is that Jamie and I do, what we're involved in, and just the mindset around that as well. And I just want to want to kick off and sort of say why I think it actually matters. And whatever you do in life, I really believe that you should try and, you should try and find the things that bring you the most joy. And you, you would have heard before that you want to try and find something that you're deeply passionate about and go and make a business or create a job about that and to do all those sorts of things. But I also think that that's looking at life in a bit of an unrealistic way. You've got to pay bills. You've got to, create, have, a, you've got to have a job. You've got to have a profession. You've got to do all those sorts of things or own a business or whatever it is. You've got to figure out some way of making income for yourself. And usually... Usually, most people that I encounter in life, sometimes there's some exceptions to the rules, most people that do what they do for a living, whatever that might be, is not their passion. It's just a means to an end. And I think that talking about crypto is just 
something that Jamie and I do. That's why we want to talk about it. But I use what I do in my business. I like it. I enjoy it. I think it's a good thing. It's something that I could do forever. But am I deeply passionate about it? Sort of. Sometimes. I'm deeply passionate about the people. There's no question about that. I love the people. I love the customers and the clients. And I love doing what I do. But do I love the actual activity of what it is that I do day to day? If I'm really honest about it, yeah, I could probably take it or leave it, right? But it's a means to an end. It pays the bills and it keeps the business going. It puts food on the table and it lets me have all these wonderful microphones and all this cool podcasting gear and all that sort of stuff. And really what I do is I take what I get from that business and I use that as fuel to fund my crypto portfolio where I see rapid and accelerated growth over there. And I think that's a lesson for anything that you do in life, whether that's using your business or the income that you have to leverage it into property or into some shares or into another business or something like that. Whatever you are doing in your life may not be something that you're deeply passionate about. Or reinvesting in your electrical business. hundred percent. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and if that's what you're passionate about and that's what you, you love to do and that's where you believe the growth is, that's where I think you should spend your time. And I think that's why this conversation actually matters because it's a wider conversation, not just so much about crypto, that's the specificity of it, but the mindset about why it matters. Yeah, well, I totally agree. And each to their own. Like, I love doing what I do. I love the people. I love the boys. I love the customers. The electrical side of it, I like it. I don't thrive over it. I'm not amazed. You know, it's not the most amazing thing I do in my life. I just love the customers and the boys. I love the whole team side of it. Um, and each to their own. Like, there's guys out there that would rather reinvest their money into their electrical business and have a massive electrical business. And I know guys that have done that. That's not what I want to do. I'm happy with what I have. And I spoke to you off air before, Rob. My mentor, who sadly passed away about four years ago, was a guy I went to school with. I remember him ringing me. And he, rang, he was about 32 at the time, or maybe a bit older, 34. And he said to me, Jamie, can I give you a bit of advice? I'm like, yeah, mate. Yeah, what is it? And he goes, Jamie, don't put too much pressure on yourself for your electrical business to make, yourself, make you a millionaire. It could be the cash cow for something else. And I've, I've lived by that ever since he said that. And I've never put too much pressure on myself with my electrical business to get me to where I want to get. I, I, I enjoy it. I like it. I like the electrical work. I love the boys and I'd do anything for them and also our customers. But I'd like something happening on the side, hence why we're in the crypto market. So, And not only that, you know, property, all those things that can sort of create a bit of income on the side, a bit of a side hustle keep your mind stimulated so you're not thinking about purely about electrical and maybe that might be what you want to be doing but me personally you know i want to be doing something else as well i had a uh, really great converse very similar conversation to this one the other day with a fellow his name is peter down in melbourne and had a really successful business and he wanted to know some more about crypto and one of my buddies said hey rob you reckon you can jump on a zoom with us and share what you know and we had this conversation and, and i asked him i said how come how come you never got involved? Because he's got a fairly decent share portfolio. He's got a really successful business, got a couple of properties. I said, how come you haven't got into crypto? And he said, when I started my business, my dad said to me, when I start making money, instead of investing in other people's companies, I should invest in my own company. And he said, I got my business to a point where I couldn't really keep investing into it. I couldn't get it any bigger and I didn't want it to be any bigger. So that's when I started to buy the share portfolio that I've got now. And you've only been at it for a couple of years. It wasn't very long. And he said, crypto? Yeah, I've seen it. I've looked at it. I'm not really sure about it. It's all a little bit new and scary and I don't really know what to do. And, you know, thanks for coming on the call here and helping me out. And, you know, that's a common thing is 
people people think that they're going to buy some coin that they've never heard of with some language or vernacular that they've never heard of in the crypto space and they're going to make 400% in the first three hours that they put their money in there. It is possible. It is, it is possible. <laughs> if you know where to look, it's definitely possible. I came across a couple the other day. I'll tell you off air. Uh, so actually, good. what about that? Just before you go on, Rob, um, Shiba Inu, which is one of the coins that everyone sort of seems to be talking about, you're seeing on social media everywhere. You saw that guy that... Um, in August last year, bought eight thousand dollars worth of Shiba Inu. Today, it it's worth, worth five point four billion dollars <laughs> with, yeah, with a billion. B. With a B. What happens if you try and put it on the market and sell it though? Does it collapse the market? Yeah, the, well, that's what the whales do. Is there enough like volatility? Is there enough like volume in the market to smooth out the volatility? I, I don't know, but one of the guys that um, I know, he's he had an opportunity two years ago. He had two hundred thousand dollars to invest in a property or into some sort of investment so you got to tip into this coin called cardano which is ada a couple of years ago it would have been like yeah. car car what yeah well, well it was worth five cents then so yeah. oh my god two hundred thousand dollars into this cardano coin and now it's worth three dollars he's got 12 million dollars yeah it's insane so i huh? met him the other day i had a bit of a chat with him and he's a an amazing guy and he he has um, a lot of mates that are whales and for those who don't know a whale in the crypto market is someone that holds a significant amount of crypto and they're responsible for dumping all their coins and can really affect the market. Then they buy back when it's low and that's how they accumulate more and more coins. Anyway, he's got these personal friends of a lot of these guys, so he's getting hot tips and we've got a WhatsApp page and he's sort of filling us in on what to buy and what not to buy, so that's pretty handy. Nice. What do you say about Shiba? Uh, risky. Very, very risky. <laughs> Meme coins, dog coins. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake about what we're saying here, right? We're talking about other people's experiences here. And I certainly haven't had one of those off to the moon type experiences. Although you know, maybe I did in a tiny little, I had 20 bucks in my uh, in my trading account the other day. Like I did a transaction I'd, and there was $20, $26 left over. And I thought, oh, I should put that on something, right? Like USDT is not doing me any good there. So I looked at the the market and I went, what's that Shiba thing? I bought 26 bucks. I logged in the other day and it was worth 125 bucks. Really? It's like, what the hell? Yeah. This is not financial advice as well. By the this way. This is for yeah. entertainment purposes only. That, that was just like a <laughs> fluke. Otherwise known as a fluke, right? Yeah. Look at Ethereum. Like Ethereum one year ago was about 600 bucks. Mm, here we are and over 6,000. 6,500. So crazy. Um, one, of, one of my mates, he's just um, pulled some of his money out of his super to um, invest into crypto. Anyway, the $80,000 that he pulled out, he saw on his statement that it made $1,200 in one year. Huge. And if he'd put that $1,200, uh, sorry, that $80,000 into Ethereum, it'd now be worth $800,000 in one year. Yeah, it's insane, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, you know, it's easy to look back at these things with hindsight. And the most difficult thing in any type of investing that you do is to look at something in foresight and to anticipate what's coming down the pipe. And the really hard thing about doing crypto and getting started in all of that is just really understanding the market and learning about it. And the most common thing that I hear about this, Jamie, is like, where do I get started? There's just so much information out there. What would you say to somebody that's listening to this thinking, all right, boys, it's all right for you. You guys have been doing it for a while. You've overcome the hurdles, the learning curve and all those sorts of things. But I'm over here listening with my headphones on wondering what the hell you're talking about. So what what can I do to get started? Um, start following some guys on YouTube that are invest heavily into bitcoin or not just bitcoin but into cryptocurrency like bitboy and the coin bureau and there's a lot of other guys and i dedicate 
maybe two or three hours a day in, into listening to those videos so I can learn as much as possible. There's pros and cons to it. It's risky. It's very risky and very volatile, which a lot of people can't handle. Um, there's potential for money to be made in it. I suppose the hard part is getting started. So finding an exchange that you you feel comfortable with buying your coins on. I personally use CoinSpot um, purely for the fact that it's Australian owned and run. Mm. So if there's ever a problem, I can contact a person rather than you know a bot or whatever. Um, these automatic replies from an internet um, email um, response. So. That's what I do, and I follow all the guys, and I suppose you can pretty much type in anything on YouTube about how to start an account, how to buy coins, and it's all there. Yeah, nice. Um, so just doing your own research, I think, is the important thing. Awesome. Over the last couple of uh, months, I've built a, um, a cute little, I guess, tribe uh, in my ecosystem, and there's about 25 of us, and we came together and built this thing called the Crypto Cartel. And the crypto cartel is a bunch of people that have come together to talk more about crypto and to teach other people about it as well. There's no financial advice. All we do is share what we know and share our experiences and stuff like that as well. And one of the things that I've been working on the last couple of days, it'll roll out in the next two days, is the Crypto Cartel Academy. So it's about how to get started, help you to, to navigate all of the- Where's uh, that based? Uh, it's at the cryptocartel.io yep. is the website. Yeah, just to help you to navigate all of the vernacular, the jargon and the nomenclature that's in there because that, that's the hardest part about anything that's new to you. Think back when you were learning to be a Sparky and you were an apprentice and they're talking to you in some language you never heard before about things you don't know. Crypto is like that, but on steroids. And it's really, really hard to get caught up. And one of the things that I discovered over the last couple of years of doing it is when you start talking to people about crypto, their eyes glaze over. And I think the reason for that is because what you're talking about is the alternative currency system, the alternative way of doing things. And people are so used to doing things in the real world, in the banking system and the fiat system. And the minute you start talking about crypto and in air quotes currency, they're like, ah, oh, that's a scam. That's no good. That's not real. How can you ever spend it? How can you do this? How can you do that? And it's like, actually, no, if you look really closely at it and you take the time to learn it, it's actually not. You know, I always say it's the Michael Saylor quote, he says, people will spend 50,000 hours a year at a job that they hate, but they won't spend 1,000 hours a year learning something that is the biggest thing in human history and the most widely adopted thing in human history and trying to capitalise on it. Michael Saylor's got $6 billion US worth of Bitcoin. He'll be the richest man in human history yeah. if Bitcoin hits 100 grand. Yeah. yeah, He'll be richer than Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk put together. Yeah, yeah. It's insane eh, how much yeah. that'll be worth. Yeah. It's crazy. Where do you see it going, man? Oh, that's that's a tough question. Well, you and I both got into it in, I think, 2017 when it was in a bull market. And for those who don't know, a bull market's when it's going up and a bear market's when it's going down. And Rob and I were speaking very regularly about how it was going up for a long time or probably six to 12 months. And it was in a bear market for about two years and it dropped significantly and no one really spoke about it. So um, it's being, I don't know the exact stats, but I think... Cryptocurrency is similar to the internet in 1996. That's how many people are involved in it. So it's only still very, very early stages and the potential for it's insane. And that Michael Saylor is talking about Bitcoin at one point being one to $2 million a coin. That's US. So it's like 20 million Australian. No, it's whatever. It's like 3 million Australian. So it's insane. And um, everyone's sort of, everyone's very skeptical about it because people are making so much money so quickly but you can also lose money very quickly as well. So those those coins like Shiba Inu and Dogecoin that have made those massive, massive gains, 
you can lose that money at the click of the fingers as well. So I suppose my opinion to it all is invest in the, the coins that are legitimate companies like ADA, which is Cardano, Ethereum, and ones like that, and Bitcoin, obviously. Because um, otherwise, if you invest in the other ones, you're just like throwing your money away. It's just a punt because it can be nothing the next day. Whereas if you invest in Bitcoin, in my opinion, um, it's not going to go to zero. Um, whereas those Shiba Inus, one day it can be worth, you know, whatever. And the next day it's worth nothing. So Listen, man, the, other, the other thing is it's fun to have a little punt too. Yeah, you know, I, know. I, I suppose when you're, you're working with the money that you've worked very hard for in your electrical business, to throw it away like that, yes, you can get lucky, but it's just punting and I'm not a gambler, so I'm not willing to do that. I, I don't mean it from a gambling perspective. I mean it from a um, – because there's, there's no way that you're going to get involved in something without doing a bit of research yeah. behind it. And the, the tricky thing with that is you look at it and – that looks like this this particular coin or this particular project is going to save the world. So I'm going to put $1,000 into it. That's what I call a punt yeah. in there. And you kind of believe in their white paper. You believe in yeah. what they're actually telling you there as well. So not necessarily a bad thing, otherwise known as an educated guess. Mm. And if you're a bit of a believer there, then you're an evangelist for that particular brand or thing. That's not necessarily a bad thing either. Just on the statistics, man, I can give you some stats because the crypto cartel hey. kind of brought that to the forefront. Bring it on. There's about 160 million users worldwide of crypto. And what we know from the statistics is the market cap tipped over $3 trillion just the other day with the massive bull run that we're experiencing now at the moment, which is nothing in the scheme of the financial world. trillion, is it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a lot more than that. Um, but really in the scheme of the financial world, crypto is not that much. Uh, but what you do is you hear about it all the time because the media reports upon it. What you never hear about is the growth. And what we're seeing is year-on-year growth of more than 113% over the last couple of years. And those numbers are astronomical. And when you're seeing 100% growth in something, so we've got 160 million people this year, that means we'll have 320 million people next year, which means we'll have 640 the following, and then we'll have a billion the year after. And pretty soon after that, we'll have two and we'll have 4 billion people, which is half of the world's population. So if half of the world's population is going to be using and transacting via cryptocurrencies by 2027, that says to me there's something in this. That says to me that this is going somewhere. There's a new space that's emerged in the last couple of, well, in the scheme of things, it's the last couple of months, really, but it's in probably in the last two years, and it's called the DeFi space. So DeFi stands for decentralized finance. That's how you, you term it. And another way to say it is it's a way that you can access regular banking services without all of the banking rigmarole. So if you needed a loan, for instance, you could go to a bank and ask them for a loan for 20 grand for a new vehicle or 50,000 bucks for some equipment or some, a loan for your property or whatever. You have to go through a process of identifying yourself, showing serviceability, maybe supplying some, some version of collateral, some sort of process you have to go through that we're all familiar with. In the DeFi world, you don't have to go through any of that process. All you have to do is identify yourself pretty quickly, either with your license or your passport. Then you put your crypto in there and then you can just borrow against it. Or you can put it in there and you can lend it out to other people and get some really incredible interest rates on it. Some of the numbers, just to give you some examples, I was looking at a, um, a site the other day called Cake DeFi. So cake as in what you eat, cake, DeFi.com. Uh, and you can get up to 52 or 53% uh, on an APY. So What's APY? So average yield per year. So just for, uh, for giggles, I opened up the banking website that I use, I won't name the brand, and I typed in term deposit, 
and I saw that you could get 0.3% for 12 months yield paid at maturity. Um, and then I had Kate DeFi on my other screen on the two screens there. And I'm like, do I want 53% or do I want 0.3%? I know what I want. It's, just, it's really trying to change the way people think. It is. And, and that same guy I was telling you about that's got the $12 million worth of Kadana, I said, well, why don't you sell it? Like, when's enough enough? And he goes, I'm staking it now. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, staking's when you, you loan them back to the company and people use them to trade is that right kind kind of kind of like that want me to give you the technical one well that's the way i interpret it (laughs) tell me when you finish but he goes i'm getting five percent staking rewards on my 12 million beautiful what 500 grand a year a lot yeah yeah tell me what it is so there's two types of so you would have heard the term mining before so whenever something um, gets purchased and a transaction happens from me to you it goes into the blockchain and the blockchain is a series of mathematical algorithms that are solved. And there's two types of ways that that actually happens. The first one is called proof of work. That's how Bitcoin works. And you would have heard before that you need like a specific mining computer to mine Bitcoin. And when you're mining Bitcoin, what you're doing is you're solving that mathematical algorithm. And in return for solving that algorithm, you get paid in a little bit of Bitcoin. So you're making money to solve mathematical problems and they built special computers to do that. But the problem with proof of work is that, think of how big Google is. This is the only example I could really think of. Google's a big company, right? Massive company. So think of how many servers Google has around planet Earth. A lot, right? That represents 15% of all the computers that Bitcoin is. So Bitcoin is literally four or five times the size of Google. And that is where all of the electricity goes to. And it's like, man, is this thing really like a good idea? And there's a bunch of people out there that said, no, that's not a good idea. So they came up with a different way of actually solving the mathematical algorithms on the blockchain called proof of work. Sorry, excuse me, proof of stake. And what you do is you take the tokens that you've got in your example of Cardona, you take the take those tokens and you give them to the node in the network. What's the node? The node is where they actually solve the mathematical algorithm. And you and so um, there's a randomizer that randomly picks which node is actually going to go and solve that problem. So instead of competing on the network to try and solve the problem to see which computer can solve that problem the fastest, the network selects somebody in there to actually go and mine that particular block. And if you don't do what you say you're going to do on the block, we'll charge you a little bit of that card owner you got sitting in there. But if you do it properly and you tick all the boxes and you do all the right things will give you some Cardona in return for it like that. So what he's doing when he's staking his Cardona, he's giving it to a staking pool and that pool is then giving it out to the nodes and those nodes are competing on the network to actually go and mine it. They're mining it, doing what they're supposed to do. They're getting Cardona in return and he's getting a percentage of that happening for him as well. For anyone out there listening that doesn't understand, I don't understand it myself and the same as electrical. I don't really, if someone said to me, do you know how electricity works? The answer is no and it's the same thing with cryptocurrency. (laughs) I just know that it generally makes money, same as electrical, so that's all I need to know. (laughs) You know that the the hows of it are actually, if you're so inclined of how it works and you're technically minded, I love love complicated technical things, right? So that's why I really love crypto so much, right? Because I can geek out on that. And that's why I enjoy it so much. But you really don't need to know any of that. Mm. What you need to know is that, hey, if I'm going to go and stake my Bitcoin or my ETH or my USDT or my DAI over at Cake DeFi, I can get like a 53% return on my money. 
that's what I need to know. How that happens yeah. behind the scenes, does that matter? Yeah, yeah it does to a point. You kind of got to know what's going on, but you also got to trust the actual website. Yeah. You got to trust that business. And I so think it's do more- do your own research, that's yeah. the key. Exactly, man. I think it's more important to actually look at the business and make sure that business is actually going to do what they say they're going to do rather than the mechanics of how this actually all yeah. works. Because behind the curtain of that fancy looking website, is some really technical things going on there. So you put your money into that wallet, where does that money go to? Mm. Does it go into that pool? How does that all work? You've got to understand those well, things. Thing. You don't want to get caught up in a dangerous Ponzi scheme or a meme coin that's going to be like that squid coin. Oh, man. That was going through the roof. It went over 40 times the price, then all of a sudden it literally vanished yeah. in front of everyone's eyes. Everyone lost all their money. So key is doing your own research and like follow those youtubers that you can learn a hell of a lot just type in how does blockchain work what is cryptocurrency type in all those things and if it's something that you're interested in find an exchange and start buying them if, if that's what you want to do but that's what rob and i are doing and it seems to be doing pretty well and it's it's a bit of fun it's exciting and you sort of um you create a few new networks and something to watch on youtube rather than those silly um, videos where people <laughs> people falling over jumping on diving boards and they're snapping it up <laughs> well there's still that going on in between my in between my crypto videos I'm not going to definitely not going to deny that look I think you know one of you touched on scams there and I want to just pull on that thread just a little bit before we move on here Jamie because one of the things that I've encountered a lot in this space over the years is scams. And there's a lot of real scams out there. And there's a lot of people out there that have lost a lot of money in this space in the idea of getting rich quick. And you can get rich quick and you can have some really big wins in this space. And not everything you look at is a scam. But what you've got to do is look at a couple of things that present some red flags to you. And there's three really easy ways to decide if something is a red flag and maybe I should steer clear of it or I should do some more research. The first one is who, who are the people behind the company? So can you, can you see that? Is the company actually a real thing? Do they have a real product and a real service that actually helps people or is this just about actual money? And sometimes it actually is just about money. There's a project out there called um, Olympus Dow and Olympus Dow, you get an 8,700% return. Yeah. Is it real? Probably not. No, it is. Is it? Yeah. There's been a couple of forks of Olympus Dow in the last three weeks. One is called uh, Wonderland. And at Wonderland, you get a 67,000% return. Is it real? Yep. It's a fork of Olympus Dow. It's exactly the same as Olympus Dow. Just a different version of it. Slightly different version of it. And you look and you think, well, if I put put $2,000 in there and I left it, that'd be a million dollars pretty quickly. So are you willing to stump up $2,000 and do that? Well, the answer is always in the red flags. Is it a real company? Yeah, it's definitely a real company. If you look closely, the real company. Who are the people? Can I see them? Can I access them? Can I see them on LinkedIn? Could I ring their office and find out about more about it? Yes, yes, you can. And the third one is always maybe a little bit technical for people. What does their GitHub look like? If you go to GitHub, do they have a lot of stuff going on there in GitHub? GitHub? So GitHub is the open source place where people are writing code. They're writing code for blockchain. They might be building something on Ethereum. They might be building something on Polkadot. They might be doing a whole bunch of different things. So if you look at that company's GitHub, are they active or is it completely silent and gone away 12 months ago? So that right there is a real indicator to me as to whether or not it's a scam. So if you can cover off those three three things and there's no red flags there, then it might be worth a deeper look for you well, as well. Well, I actually got caught in a, a Ponzi scheme 
and the Ponzi scheme was USI Tech, and it did tick those boxes. I could see the people. There was faces of the brand. It was a company, and I researched people that were in it making money. Lots of them as well. Ticked all the boxes. I'll, I'll get, I'm in. It was a promise of a massive return, and it seemed too good to be true. I'm like, no, 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 I'll be right. I'll be right. So I invested some money in it, and I saw it crumbling underneath it. So I, luckily, you couldn't. With the thing is with Ponzi schemes, you can't get all your money out in one hit. You, mm. It's drip fed to you, and the Ponzi scheme relies on people signing up other people, and they're paying the other people with the new people's money. Yeah. So I saw it crumbling and there was Facebook pages and they wouldn't want anything negative spoken about it. Anyway, these people were out promoting it and it was horrible. So I, I eventually got all my money out because I saw the writing on the wall and it crumbled and people put everything they own into this because yep. of promises they're going to double their money or whatever it was. And I think the return was like 300 days until you got all your money back and people lost all their money. Mm. And there was another one called BitConnect, yep. which was another Ponzi scheme. And the guy that was the face of it, his wife was found off a cliff at Cornell. Yeah, right. Because people invested everything they owned into this company and they lost it all. Mm. So you would assume that someone's chucked her over the... I don't know what happened, but she was found off a cliff at Cornell. So One of the things that I created in the crypto cartel was a little space for scams. And so uh, I've got a couple of writers that are helping me to populate the content in there. And I've asked them to put a few different things in there as well. And there's so many lessons to be learned, not just in crypto, but just in the world and human behavior and the way people are. And you have that, that herd mentality when they're like, oh my God, I'm getting that free X and I'm getting, oh, I'm gonna be rich and I'm gonna, it's only gonna take me that amount of time. And these people are just piling on and all of this energy's piling into this thing. And the people at the top of it are like, ha ha. Mm. wait for the rug pull baby and the rug pull comes and yeah. that happens it's really really unpleasant thing unfortunately in in the crypto space um, that is more common than you would like to think but equally it's very common in business mm. and it's equally very very it's, talk about the property industry man that's sketchy as um, there's so many industries out there that have got a bad name because of a couple of things that have gone wrong and have had some publicity that doesn't necessarily mean that every single thing that you look at is a scam. Is Olympus Dow a scam at 8,700%? Well, when you look at that, when I say that on a microphone and you're hearing that in your headphones, you go, no way, man. But if you look closely at the project and you look, if you look at the numbers, you look at what's happening, there's no reason why that you couldn't get involved in something like that with a small amount of money. And the way that I describe it is just begin with an amount that makes you feel a little bit excited but don't put money in there that's gonna cause you to lose sleep. Because mm. people ask all the time, oh, should I buy 500 bucks worth of Bitcoin? Well, does that make you excited? Not really, we'll put a bit more in. What about a thousand? Are you, whatever are you excited yet? You need to be prepared to lose. Well, uh, no, I'm not quite subscribing to that because I'm, I'm subscribing to the fact that you're gonna put it in there and it's gonna work for you, but you don't wanna be worried that you're gonna lose it like that so you've got to be prepared because it could go either way like that that's true you know there could be one day you've got a thousand bucks that tomorrow you could have zero so i think you need to be prepared for that and with what what happened in the last bear market where bitcoin went down 80 percent went all the way back to where it started yeah. remember so yeah like i remember it went to like twenty eight thousand, and it all went down to like five thousand really really quickly so it's it's tempting to hold on and like they say like all the experts say Selling the green and buying the red. And the green is when it's going up and the red is when it's going down. <laughs> Simple as that, so really. Human psychology says buying the... Uh, sorry, 
buying the green and selling the red, but yeah, generally it sort of goes up and down. But you know, I suppose by watching those videos, you can learn what to do and what not to do. And I've learned a truckload from those guys, but human psychology sometimes takes over. Yeah, it definitely does more more often than we like to admit to as well. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you're getting something out of this conversation. It's not meant to be all about crypto. It's meant to be just generally about investing in why you should care about these things and how you can use this as an opportunity in your life. Jamie, let's close out this segment. And I wanted to ask you, mate, if someone was interested in getting involved in it, is there something that you would say to them like what what do you wish you knew before you got into crypto that you would share with somebody now um i wish i knew more about those youtube videos um they those guys study it day to day and they're investing in it themselves so i would have watched more and more of those videos early on rather than just listening to a mate go and buy this or buy that because it's key to do your own research rather than listening to a mate because if you lose your money you don't want to be blaming your mate you want to be blaming yourself based off your own research i reckon yeah that's beautifully said man i would definitely definitely echo that as well all right let's take a break and close this one out Rob Russ here. If this is your first time here at the Electricians Co-op, welcome. It's great to have you here. And if you're back for more, welcome back. Thank you for your loyalty. Now, if you like what you hear on today's show, make sure you share this with your mates who are electricians. Jamie and I want to reach as many people as we can with the Electricians Co-op. And we want to help more people to break through to the next level in their career, their business and their life. That was fun, mate. It's fun to talk about non-work things, non-electrician things and other stuff that's going on in our life. Like I said at the top of the intro, no one's a one-dimensional being and you're only an electrician and that's the only thing that you do. Um, I've got a bunch of other things that I do outside of crypto as well and I'm sure all the listeners and the people out there do as well. Is there anything you wanted to add? We covered a lot of ground, man. Do your own research. You got it. <laughs> no, you got it. No, I, I, honestly, every video that I watch in the car now, like I listen to a lot of podcasts, but it's all crypto based. So I want to make sure I've got my finger on the pulse. So I sell at the right time and buy the right time and hold on. And, you know, hopefully at the end of this bear run, you know. This bull run. Oh, sorry. At the end of this bull run, I'm putting the feet up and someone else is running pro image electrical. No, they're joking. I always do that. But. I just want to make a few dollars out of it. If I can, great. If not, you know, so be it. But it's exciting at the moment when it's in a bull run, but it can very quickly hit a bear run and all of a sudden no one hears about it again. Yeah, and then everybody everybody that's not in it while it's going on now is like, oh man, how do I get started? What do I do? And all of those sorts of things. But then when it all comes to an end, they're generally, as a rule of thumb, they're kind of like, well, see, I told you so, man. <laughs> But hopefully we're going to have our feet up saying, oh, I told you so. Hey, man, I'm really looking forward to that. Hopefully I'm one of those success stories. Let's see. Hey, hey, let's close this out, man. If people want to connect with you, Jamie, what's the best way, mate? Uh, only on Instagram now, at Promage Electrical. What about you, Rob? Same on Instagram, at The Electrician's Co-op. Or you can connect with me directly at rob.bruss77. So it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here on the show today, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, we've got the uh, community, and I'd love everyone to pop on over and find us over there at The Electrician's Co-op 
com forward slash free and don't forget we've got the premium version of the show and you can get that at the electriciansco-op.com forward slash interviews and you can get a free two-day trial we've got lots of content over there so if you're a business owner and you want to look to hit your targets a bit faster to get there quicker we've got a whole bunch of experts over there we've done about 40 40 odd podcasts which are really cool we're very proud of those and some really great content so check that out over at the electriciansco-op.com forward slash interviews all right man let's close this out what do you got all right here's the quote small steps in the right direction can turn out to be the biggest steps in your life that was deep man let's get out of here see you mate see you rob Just don't get enough food.